Hello, hello, it's Amy J, and I want to start by asking you a very simple question. What does your diet mainly consist of? Protein, carbs, fat? Okay, but what about everything else in your life? Did you think we were talking about foods that are good for brain function? Nah, I got something much better in store for you guys. On this episode of Brain Meets Mind, I'll introduce you to the three W's and why our diets consist of a lot more than the food on the table. Here we go. episode was inspired by a post I saw recently, and I really wish I remembered where it was from, so if you know, please let me know, but it talked about things that we learn as we get older. One of the ones that stood out to me most was quite literally the title of this episode. The older we get, the more we realize that a diet includes consumption in many forms beyond food, as in what we feed the mind. I want to bring you back to season one for a second. Remember when we talked about the recurring theme of sensory stimuli throughout most of the episodes? We had segments on effects of music on the brain, how love makes us feel, social media and social cognition, how to overcome negativity, and so many others that involved us as human beings to take in sights and sounds, listen to and read words, or to sense an ambiance. And all of these allow us to create our own judgments of how things make us feel, what we like and what we don't, and what's good for us and what's not. While brainstorming this episode, I really thought long and hard about things that serve me well and those that don't. And as a result, I came to find that a healthy diet includes the three W's. What we eat who we spend our time with, and where we invest our thinking power. Let me say that again. What we eat, who we spend our time with, and where we invest our thinking power. Now, I'm sure a philosopher or influencer has probably shared this revelation with the world, but if you're interested, I invite you to do this exercise with me. Let's start with the first W, which is what. Y'all heard about my obsession with cheese puffs in the last episode, and it really had me wondering how things make me feel. Anyone who knows me personally is well aware that I'm careful about what I choose to feed my body, but also believe in balance. AKA, I track calories, but I also get those mac and cheese balls at the Cheesecake Factory, and maybe even some cheesecake afterwards. Those who know me well also know that I'm a morning person and I'm always on the go from one class to the next, from one meeting to the next, or on to the next task. This is why I found that it serves me so well to eat foods that keep my energy levels high and directly tie into the other two W's as I go about my day. This has turned into a healthier, more refined breakfast over the past couple months and less snacking at night. The second W is who we spend our time with and who we make time for. COVID has definitely changed this for all of us. And as y'all know, I made a big move to Florida eight hours away from home. And as someone who's super close to her parents and friends back home, it's certainly been an adjustment. 
Despite planning most of my days down to the hour and sometimes things not going according to plan, I always make time for those I love and I definitely feel like that's made many of our relationships stronger. At the end of the day, I feel like I've connected with those who bring peace and good vibes rather than feeling lethargic from unnecessary interactions. The last W is where we invest our thinking power. And this comes in two different examples for me. Back in undergrad, I was definitely social throughout the day, but whenever I'd go back to my dorm or apartment, I'd feel so drained of energy, both from constantly trying to be a light amidst exam stress and studying, and from walking all over campus in midtown Atlanta. As you can imagine, a million things happening at once definitely led to burnout more than once, but one and a half years later, I'm much better about that. I've learned that taking a break and letting the mind reset is so, so important. For me, this was in the form of a gap year during which I learned through a hands-on job rather than constantly being in the classroom and studying endlessly, being tested and rinsing and repeating through that cycle for years and years. A huge realization tied to where is also the idea of constantly being on the go. This is a topic for a whole nother episode, but humans tend to be trained to believe that they have to be contributing members of society and continuously be productive in order to be valuable. Let me reiterate that we all need breaks, and I definitely don't agree with the previous statement that I just made, so we'll explore that in a different episode for sure. But from school, from routine, from people, from work, or whatever your day typically looks like, we all need those breaks. And if we start to associate certain routine things as boring or negative, then we start assigning a sense of dread to that particular association. That's why it's super important to be conscious of how things make you feel and how we respond to them. As we wrap up this episode, I want to introduce you to one last topic, the idea of time. We've all heard or said the phrase YOLO before, and while cliche, it's definitely true. You only live once, and it's up to you to choose who you become based on what you feed your mind, body, and soul. Y'all also know that I love the holistic wellness aspect of medicine, and I really encourage you to reflect on what serves you and what holds you back. With that, I'll leave you with a quote from last week's episode that still applies this time around. If it doesn't bring you love, peace, or positive energy, stop engaging with it. Simple as that. I'll see you guys next week.